Welcome to a new episode of Free Talk. This is Josephine. You can follow us on Instagram at freetalk.ca. You can connect with us on Facebook at aya.shani.315. You can also email us at freetalk.ca at gmail.com. Now that we have covered from 10 to 6, we'd like to go and talk about the top five. And again, I would like to tell you that this article is by Mark Oliver, and it's called 10 Tragedies That Destroyed the Canadian Inuit Way of Life. Number five, the RCMP slaughtered sled dogs. Now, already they were living in poverty where the you know Canadian government sent them, and they made a law that limited how much the Inuits could catch. The problem with that is that that's how they got food, by hunting, right? But obviously, they don't want to just die, so many of them continued hunting anyways. That was until the Royal Canadian Mounted Police, RCMP, slaughtered their sled dogs claiming that the dogs were dangerous and they killed them by the thousands. Now, without these dogs, it's really hard for them to hunt the way they did before. Yep, you just give the, uh, the answer. They did not kill them because they were, as you said, because they were dangerous. They did not, we all know, we can all read between the lines. We wasn't born yesterday. We know the reason why they killed them. They killed them is because that is the transportation to go hunting and do stuff. So by killing those animals, you know that they do not have any more transportation. They're limited. And plus, you know that if they try to go any further, they will die because of the harsh weather. So everything was actually put into place, how to eliminate them, how to really make them suffer. So when they tells you, oh, because there were a lot, I mean, who are you to say that these dogs, I mean, they're a lot. It is, they were there before you. They were there before, they were there and these Indian, these North American Indian were using them for their transportation. Let them say that it's a lot because it's their own animals. It's not you who taking care of them. They have to take care of them. But you know why they're doing that is because they want them to starve and they want a lot of them dying. So if you do take the transportation away from them, you are limited the way of moving around. You are limited of the way of going get food. And so this, Unfortunately, that is the truth answer, but yes, of course they don't want to look bad. So they were saying it because they were, they, were, they were dangerous. And as I said, I live there and I have these dogs there. Did you see me dying? Did you see me having any problem? These dogs were on the streets. Most of them wasn't even tied up. 
but nobody nobody died so yeah we all know the truth that wasn't the truth the truth it wasn't because they were they were dangerous they wasn't dangerous it was just that they wanted to limit it the uh, the way of them moving around true and the thing is to say that they are dangerous does that mean that they also eliminated any bears any wolves any other species that might be called dangerous because we know in fact that a lot of animals that are called dangerous are only dangerous quote unquote because they are disturbed in their natural habitat Mm -hmm. But like you said, it was truly to eliminate the Inuits, the reason why they did that. That is mm -hmm. the only reason. So the fourth situation is something that you touched on before. And again, these are the tragedies. Nothing is going to be sugarcoated. Nothing is going to be uh, a happy moment. It is what it is. And the fourth situation is that children were separated from their parents. So once they settled, um, they wanted the children to go to school. And most of the towns that were so far up north did not have schools of their own at the time. So the kids were taken from their parents and sent to other provinces in Canada. And many of the parents, the only reason why they allowed their children to go is because they thought that they would lose any financial support that the government said that they would give them if they did not allow their kids to go to these schools. Yep. And as you said, I already touched that, but also there is a lot of, there's a lot of different, I mean, as I said, I work with these people. I know these people. So I hear a lot of story that really, will make you, your stomach really hurt because these children, and I mean, not a long time ago, we all, I think last month, we all heard the bones, they find 215 bones on um, a grave, a grave of children, 215 here in Canada. And this is something that it's not new for to these people because most of them that I know, they say that, they lost their brothers and sisters. They went to school and they never came home. And they, do you want to, do you want to know the reason they gave them? They tell them that the children has run away. Why, okay, if I'm a child and I have to run away, where would I run to? Don't you think I'll run to my parents? I'll run back home? Or where am I going? These children are 10. 10, 8, 7, 6, 5 years old. Where are they running to? So when they give that, and as I say, these people are not stupid either. They know that their children are dead. But what are you going to say? Because these people, if you say one thing, you are the next. Your family, they're going to finish your family. They're going to kill all of them. So they wasn't say anything, but they know the truth. They're not stupid. They know that the children are there, that they kill them. And when I hear those that I work with them, that I work with right now, and they say that the amount of treatment that they went through, it is disgusting. And those people that they call themselves the nun, nun, I mean, nun is supposed to be religious, right? Well, you know, in the bracket, 
they use that name, the amount of thing that they used to do to them was disgusting. It wasn't even human. Well, that will bring me to the third situation. Children were abused. The children were sent to schools that were horrible and at least 3,200 natives died in these schools. Many of them were from abuse and neglect. They were physically abused. If they spoke, you're gonna pronounce this for me, in Kutuk. Inututuk. Right, Inututuk. Voila. So if they spoke that, because they only wanted them to speak English. So if they spoke their languages, they physically abused them. But obviously we know where this is going. They also sexually abused them. And remember back in the day, a lot of schools were ran or were mostly ran by the church. Mm -hmm. So these are priests yep. and nuns mm -hmm. and running the schools. Mm -hmm. And these children had to live in these conditions with that. I'm mm -hmm. going to just segue a little bit. On a, a previous episode, uh, Josephine, you were saying that um, the curse words in French Mm -hmm. that they are obviously from the church. Mm -hmm. This is not the only reason, but these are the reasons why people take certain things and it turns into something else because mm -hmm. they have seen tragedy with the people who are supposed to be holy. Mm -hmm. And all who are using the word of the name of God or the holy to just do something completely different. And as they say, it's not because somebody said that they are holy mean that they are because that's why they say they always say do not judge a book by the cover because i can tell you you know i can tell you something else but behind the closing door i'm completely something else it's like when they said oh the religion the religion Re usually or they say people in the church it's not really the church the problem it's people it's people that is behind it and that doesn't mean that they are really holy. It has nothing to do with it. They just use them. It's like, again, during the time back in the days when they call the Holy Grail, the Holocaust and all that, they were using Noah, just the name. They say we killing in the name of God. Which God are they killing in the name? There is, they have a different God. It can be anybody. Yeah. So that's the thing. But they're supposed to be good people but it was completely the opposite and they went through a lot and a lot and a lot of abuse a lot of, and a lot of them lost their life because what they were trying to do is that they, they call it they were trying to reprogram them to be like them they cannot be they themselves, they cannot be Inuit, they cannot be Mohawk, they cannot be Algonquin, they have to become like them. And if you do not follow what they tell you, if you do not follow the program, that it's like you're a bad apple, they have to eliminate you. Now on to number two, and this one is known by everyone and it has been flipped to make it seem like if it was their fault when it was not, and that is substance abuse. So the Indian Act 
made it illegal for the Inuits to buy alcohol. But in 1959, after they took them and sent them to a place where they basically only knew poverty and the cold, the government then decided to make an exception to let them drink. So if you're living in poverty and you have nothing, no work, no food, drinking is an easy option. And that's unfortunately what happened. Yep. And as you said, everybody knows it, but everybody blame it on the the Indians, the North Indian. Oh, they're alcoholic. Oh, they don't know how to drink. Oh, this is the things that I hear from a lot of people. No, they're not. They wasn't drinking. They were, yes, they were drinking before, but they wasn't abusing a drink. And again, as I said, as you said also, if you make something inaccessible to somebody, what do you think they're gonna do? They're gonna try every way that they can to get their hand on it. And also, if I cannot get my hand on something, I'm gonna find another way or something else that look closer to it. And again, these people are living like in a can, like a sardine. Where they are living, you cannot go anywhere. You are in a small, small village where you are beside the ocean, Arctic Ocean. Have you seen anybody doing a canoe trying to cross the Arctic Ocean to go to, I don't know, United States, Montreal, whatever, where you wouldn't even reach not even in a car, you would die. So these people cannot go outside and there's no road for them to even travel by car. So when the government did really push them to the north, it was for a reason. He did not even make a road. He just made sure that they have no way back down. He makes sure that they cannot go anywhere. It takes about eight seven, eight hours of airplane by plane because there's no road. So imagine if you're trying to do it by foot or whatever, how long do you think it's going to take you if it takes about eight hours of plane? But it means also that you might not live through it because oh, of the you temperature. Definitely you would die on the way. Definitely yeah. you, wouldn't even do, you wouldn't even do one quarter of it and you would die. First of all, the cold, all the animals, the wolves and everything, the polar bear, you would definitely would get so they are living like in a can they can go anywhere i do not live there like permanently all the time and i was going crazy i was going crazy because i'm like really i did three months straight I'm like, I need to go down south. I need to go. I need something. I need to get out of here. Yeah, because <laughs> it's limited. But that's the thing. Imagine um, what the world went through at the beginning of COVID being stuck mm-hmm. in their home. Imagine yeah. going through that for your entire, entire. life. Exactly. That's this what is, they go through. Yeah. And this is what people don't understand. Because just do just an exchange of just one year exchange of their life they're not asking much they're just asking you just do a switch of one year 
go and stay there just one year. You will see they will find, if you do survive, they will find you in a mental health hospital. Because you, trust me, your brain, I was there, I was doing three months at a time and my brain, you know, when you say you have a breakdown, you do have a breakdown because first of all, everything is different. There's no tree. So you cannot say, oh, I'm going camping. I'm going to burn some trees. I'm going to do, it's everything is complete. You, you look like you're completing another planet and your brain starting to realize it. this cannot, I can continue this. I can't, I can't. And trust me, when it was almost time for me to go home and I'm not the only person, it was all of us. When it's almost like a time for us to come back home, we were counting everything. <laughs> of course, yeah. You need a break from it. Like we, it's like you win a lot of a, a lotto. It's like you won something. You won a millions of dollars. You, it's just your life completely changed. You're like in a, in a week, I'm going home. You're so happy. You're just jumping up and down. So imagine we, as you said, imagine they have to do that their whole life. They have to stay there their whole life because I did not even do it. I was doing it just two and a half months or three months and I was going crazy. There was a night, there was a time that I want to cry. When I started, I wanted to cry. I'm like, I wanna go back home. I wanna go back So, So when I see them, I mean, people should just, before judging these people, knowing what they're going through, you cannot even go through half of it not even half. That is true. And that's why it's best to talk about these things because people have this image in their head. Yeah, the perspective and, of yeah. a one. Yeah. And most of the time it's incorrect what they think. Yeah. Well, that's because what the media, what the world has told them to think. So we will go to the number one situation, the number one tragedy and when I saw this one, and Joe, you also showed me a picture of this, and this was before I even knew about this, and I literally wanted to scream. I go to the grocery store, I pick up some stuff. Sometimes things are a little more expensive, but if I really like it, I'll get it. If it's too expensive and I'm like, this is ridiculous for what it is, I leave it aside, I pick something else. So the new cost of living is unbelievably expensive, okay? So there's a lot of information, which is why I keep, why I told you about the article. I, you need to read the entire thing. But what has happened is that the Nunavut Land Claims Agreement has given the Inuits some autonomy. And the Canadian government has issued apologies for the past. It doesn't erase it, but it's supposedly a step forward, obviously. But their life is still not great. The territory of Nunavut is the poorest in the country. You know how big Canada is. It's the poorest up there. And 60% of the people, they cannot afford to feed their families. And the average Inuit makes a third the wages of an average Canadian. And their cost of living is ridiculously higher compared to ours. We complain about ours, but theirs, trust me, 
So I'll just give you a few little items just so you could kind of understand. So a cabbage can cost $28.54. A slice of watermelon goes for $13.09. I could get a couple slices here for like three, four dollars, okay? 18 pieces of fried chicken, $61.99. And a 24 pack of bottled water, water people, goes for $104.99. Do you understand? Would you pay for a 12 pack of bottled water for over $100? Here, we wait till it's two or three ninety nine. Okay, just to compare. Again, as you said, that it's very, very, I still have it in my brain like it was yesterday. That is actually, I used to say I live, I was living there to just, or I was working there to just pay my food. That is how it was. And thank goodness we didn't have to pay I mean, we didn't have to pay your uh, rent. How would I, was I going to, was going to survive? Exactly. I <laughs> People, if you think you're living, your life of living, it doesn't matter which country. It doesn't matter you're living in Vancouver, which is the most expensive part. It doesn't matter you're living in Manhattan. It doesn't matter which part of the planet you live, you're living. It doesn't matter how much you think your things are so expensive. You can never reach how much these people are paying. Never, not even in your lifetime. As you said, a cabbage costs what? Grapes, a bag of grapes. A little bag of grapes is almost $30. Ridiculous. Where in the planet would you find a bag of grapes for $30? Even if you did, you wouldn't buy it. You'd be like, what? I'll just go grow it. First of all, you would make a complaint because that is not normal. <laughs> you would tell yourself, you would say, give me the manager because this is not normal. These people really, as I said, just put yourself, if you can put yourself just one year of their life, you will not be able to survive. And as you said, they live in poverty. Why? Another thing, because there are just a handful of jobs in those places. Remember, it's a cold place. It's very, very cold. It gets minus 50. It gets minus 55. It gets very, very, very cold. So you cannot really, really bring a job there. And first of all, to be honest, I don't even think that the government really wanted to bring a job there. I'm just going to be honest with you people. I'm not going to go around the bushes. I'm not going to lie. That is the truth. So these people, 80% of these people are not working. Because where are they going to work? There's no job. So they depend on who? Mm, the only person who pushed them up there. They depend on him. So he determined how much he gave them a month. So these people, if you have five children, how are you going to, how are you going to provide for them? You're not working. You depend on the government that give you an, a certain amount of money, your cost of living is 50 times more than anywhere else in the world. How can you really provide? 
you can only eat once or twice a day if you're lucky. Thank you for joining this episode of Free Talk. Join the conversation. Until the next episode. Bye.